Are you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a backline of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative, and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. <laughs> Forgetting his cues here on the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. You like how sultry I came in with that? I noticed that. You had kind of a sexy twang going <laughs> on. Caught me off guard. I was like, hey. You got that smoky voice. Let me try that. Hey, I'm Adam Willis. <laughs> oh, sorry. I couldn't quite it's on hang. two packs a day. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another clove cigarettes episode. <laughs> oh, you got me with that. <laughs> My bad, man. No, it's, all mess you up. it's all good. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome right, to the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. <laughs> This is Pat B having a minor seizure over here, and I'm Adam Willis, and just Johnny is joining me on the right. <laughs> yep. And I'm Pat B. Hey. Oh, man. Method acting. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Now, we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you, and then we're going to close out with remembrance of someone who I like to think would have been a friend. Yeah. Um, but someone we all respected very much. Yeah, we're going to talk about Anthony Bourdain a little bit. Indeed. Yeah. But this For, is going uh, to be a full show, y'all. And hopefully you're watching us, not just listening on uh, WEMFradio.com, but you can watch us at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. You can mm-hmm. see these pretty smiling faces. Yeah. Ha- hacking up half, half a lung. Man. We're going into it. Both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. I, feel, I feel that tickle, you know. <laughs> that, that's what's messing me up right now. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, tickle in the yeah, back of the throat there. But now, dude, we got the good stuff lined up. We're going to talk about E3. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Hereditary. Yeah. We'll talk about Cobra Kai. Yes. And we're going to talk about West of Loathing. Yeah, we got a bunch of good stuff. A bunch of good I'm stuff. So I'm really excited about the Hereditary review because I haven't seen it. Because yeah, one it. thing, because I was going to bring uh, my fiance and she didn't want to go. And I'm actually too scared to go see movies like this by myself. What? So I have to go by myself what? and I have to work up the courage. So it took me a couple of days. Oh, that's not man. a joke either. That's like, I'm like, I get worked up with All stuff right. like hey, that. Hey, no, no judge. Like, I'm not one of those guys that like, oh man, I really like to be scared. And, you know, I, I dislike the feeling. <laughs> like, like I'm attracted hey, to the movies. You know what I mean? Like, I like, oh, that's going to, you know, really mess me up. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to have a good time. You sad, sad. <laughs> I'm a sad man. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> no judgment. Ah, uh, yeah, check right. Check out this guy. Yeah, scared to go to movies, dude. I that's uh, like it goes way back to the Blair Witch. I remember that movie was hyped up so I much. We were talking about yeah, that. and I, I just, I, nah, not well, it into goes, it. It probably not goes down to. It probably goes back to like the first horror movie you ever saw. What was like the first one you the saw? The first one that really, I mean, the, the, the two that stand out were Jaws, obviously. Jaws is still the scariest thing in the world. Um, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger, man. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Oh, well, okay. The first one was, was legitimately scary before he yeah. got like really Before jerky. it got really campy, but it was just yeah. like the, the, the image, his face, you know what I mean? It's just like, the like that horror. And like the, the yeah, stars it's and just stuff. the perfect horror boogeyman. All right, I can you know see that. I mean? well, so, a little kid, that's like, that's, that's really terrifying. Yeah. I can see that. And I remember, uh, you know what? It is no joke to uh, Leprechaun. 
<laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom and uh Come on man, that's Johnny's favorite movie. Yeah, my mother and stepfather were gonna watch Leprechaun and I was so she's like, Well you can just go to your room and I was like, I can't go to my room by myself, so I like had to be like in the corner, like under a blanket while they watched it. It's like, yeah. but he's in there. He's he's in there. He's in the room. Like even if like I know Jaws is in the ocean, if I go to the urinal, he's still gonna bite me. Oh <laughs> damn, like, well, there's okay. water there, he's gonna bite me. He's finding a way to come through the pipes. He's finding a way. Dude, yeah, it's, it's irrational. Yeah, what's that leaking out of the shop? Yeah, and Actually, I have. You might appreciate my boy's uh, shower curtain. I went to a barbecue at my friend's place over the weekend, and I immediately went and bought this on eBay. You immediately went to his bathroom. Yes, <laughs> as soon well, as you got to his house, you gotta go. You gotta you go. You gotta go. Yes. No, 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 no. Um, I, I jock his style. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna try to like dance around it. Better, I saw I'm, this because I had to have one. Yeah. I, I go to the bathroom, and uh, the second I walk in, what does he have on his shower curtain? It's Jaws. It's a scuba diver punching a shark in the face. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, oh it was dope. It was dope. See, that's the thing. If it was like a jo- any but sort you, of you, shark you, you on there, like I'm not showering. It's just <laughs> I'll it's just a do it in the sink. Shark. It's nope. cartoons. Nah, nah, man. I'm telling you. All right. Like if I, I'm swimming in a lake and someone goes, "Dudum, dudum," I'll get out of the lake. Okay, that's just <laughs> dumb. That's just someone making. I'm not noise. telling you it makes sense. I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> There's no rational thing behind it. Yeah. What about a pool? You could see this is what bottom. horror movies do to me. Anyway, so oh. I didn't see Hereditary because of this reason. I have to go see it tomorrow, and these guys watched it, and All I can't right. wait. For well, it I'll say, it. I'll say when what? Sorry, <laughs> John, Johnny. Really? I don't think liked it, but uh, Johnny's having gastro, uh, gastrointestinal issues <laughs> yeah, over here. It's that fasting so, uh, hasn't eaten for three weeks now. This Johnny, guy. you're looking gaunt. Five days, man. Five days. <laughs> five days Earth may as well Jim be over five here years. Given, uh, given the reviews. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into it because yo, I want to hear what's going down with E3. I've checked out the highlights, but this man got the inside stuff, the nitty gritty, on the low light. The oh yeah. Uh, all right, so E3 is going on as we speak. Uh, right now is Sony's press conference uh, going on. Uh, there's been three other press conferences that gone, that went on earlier today. Mm-hmm. There were three yesterday, and then there was EA to start off everything on Saturday. Uh, so Okay, re- I, I want to know what Jellico had to say. Jellico? You don't remember Jellico? Oh, oh, damn. It doesn't, it doesn't work when you're too young to get the reference. Oh, sorry about that. It's like that. saying, I want to know what ZX Spectrum had to say. We got these press conference updates. Yeah. Yeah, like so, so EA started things off. Um, their press conference was, I guess, reasonable. I think it was right around one hour clocking in. Uh, they showed off uh, what you would normally expect, right? They showed off FIFA. They showed off uh, NBA Live. They showed off uh, Madden. Uh, and they sort of showed off some some fairly interesting things with those, but uh, what they didn't do, which they've done in previous years, is they didn't bring some weird celebrity or sports star. They did do that once for, for Madden, but I thought it was... Uh, kind of appropriate for what they were doing. Was so it, was it someone poignant? You know, did like Chad Oco, uh, Ocho Cinco come out? It, I don't I don't follow football, <laughs> was, so I don't. Was it like the uh, fridge? <laughs> uh, they wheeled out his corpse. Wait, is, is, he, is he dead? I, I, I don't think so. All right, let's, let's try. They, they, they got like they got like the uh, the reanimated corpse of Johnny right Unitas. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't follow, yeah. so I don't know who these uh, celebrities or professional athletes uh, are. Everyone I named was a football player. Okay, I hopefully, did not, yeah, did not know that. Yeah. The guy Johnny, had Johnny, changed his last name to a number, yeah. which is not even eighty-five. It's just eight and five. Yeah, his name is <laughs> he, he, cha- he legally changed his name. To Chad, his first name is Chad, but his last name to Ocho Cinco because his number was eighty-five. Yep, he's retired, uh, still has that name. Yeah, man, okay. you got to cash in. No one wants Chad Johnson. Right. So, so everyone's going to like. So he's going to sign uh, uh, social security checks 
as Ocho Cinco. <laughs> he just does the 8-5. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so EA, no one was looking in in the vast uh, general sort of uh, gamer sort of space. EA has had uh, a lot has done a lot of bad things or or not appreciated things or or, or things that kind of turn the industry into like uh, sort of pull the the veal from uh the mainstream's eyes and sort of revealed the greedy practices that yeah, that has been happening right with well, loot notoriously boxes. they're all business and we like they've been very like open well not they've been open but they've been very like blatant about it and uh a lot of times uh, i'm not sure i'm not even sure it's a relevant it's a relevant reference now but we used to call ea uh the e the uh, the mtv of gaming because it starts off as they, the, the, yeah, it starts off as they were a legitimate, um, a legitimate company dealing in a essentially cool business, uh, a cool, uh, a field, uh, and then Putting they commercialized out. it, yeah, oh, and yeah. then commercialized it harder and harder until it became it's Something nothing more completely than completely like, oh, different, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, it's almost a dirty thing to say you like e EA games. Yeah, they went so extreme uh, late 2017, especially with the release of uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, that they got their hands slapped. And the gaming industry is still feeling the re the the repercussions the repercussions of this because there is new laws being passed. Yeah, seemingly every few weeks, every few months, uh, that are now uh, Article Nine Dash Twelve, uh, Paragraph Four. Subsection Your company three. cannot practice open douchebaggery. Yeah, uh, and that's what's happening. <laughs> no douchebaggery in the game industry. Games stop. So what EA needed to do, and they kind of did. They didn't do it to the to the amount that they probably should have, but they what they did uh, indirectly was sort of apologize for these practices and uh they didn't go outright and say we're sorry for doing these things but they did say a couple instances no loot boxes like, like I, I i noticed yeah. i noted that too because uh, they kept saying that over and over again i thought it was weird at the time yeah um but i didn't think about it until well i didn't think about it then because it was just a weird thing okay i guess that's a thing i've gotten so used to loot boxes being a concept i don't know, you know what those it, are. it's just um, loot boxes are uh, if you play online games or anything. But essentially, you pay a little more to get more. Um, it, it's basically a way to bleed your wallet dry, like starting from day one. Gotcha. You know, yep. like you'll get more in-game stuff if you pay us more money. Yeah. Yeah, and the problem you get a postscript. And the problem like with a, those types yeah, of things is dumb. they they change the get the fundamental gameplay in order to make it more grindy so that you have more incentive to money power your way through these walls that they're putting in front of you this is the the age of post net neutrality folks this is where we're going anyway. yeah, that's yeah. everything I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to affect uh, like online gaming was itself. it today's like was it today or was it yesterday that was uh, the, officially the end i thought it was over the weekend it's, yeah it's, it's, it's like around now anyway yeah, yeah in so this general this is, like in this like time span yeah. yeah so uh that was ea uh well there was there was a bunch of other stuff so they had the sports games they had uh, uh a couple of indies uh and their like indies glossed over fifa one of the biggest game franchises in the in the world well i mean you can expect FIFA, NBA Live, Madden. You can expect these games True, every yeah. single year. And they have monopolies on uh, those. Yeah, and you they don't did, need a press conference to yeah. say they're having a new one. Yeah, yeah and, and no and other company's show... going to put out another football game. Right. They can't. Um, they, they can do. They do things like Blood Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's football, but it's not like, really. They, so they can't like, use the official licenses. They have to use something else. Yeah, uh, which I hate, dude. I used yeah. to love football games. Yeah. And they didn't show off uh, too much 
additional gameplay for those things. They did show off gameplay, but uh, they showed enough, right? They didn't show off like what the main new uh, features are, mm. the new mechanics or anything like that. So it because was cinematic heavy they, they kind of went quicker with that because they kind of understood that it's the hardcore audience that are watching uh, these press conferences and want to mm. see more games that appeal uh, a little bit to them because when you get Madden, FIFA, uh, etc., you kind of know what gameplay is going to be there. You, it's very safe kind of gameplay, uh, adjustments to mechanics, roster updates, stuff like that. And the roster updates is like the main thing. I've played I've played at least uh, three Madden games. I've, I haven't played the last two years. Well, it's yeah. become but part of the like, culture, too, especially with, like, say, NBA. Everyone's like, even the NBA players will have a thing like, oh, what's your 2K rating? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everyone's talking about what their rating is for the thing. It's like, oh, I should have been higher. Like, they, they're active participants in the gaming world. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, what I with thinking is, they should be better at the game than, yeah, than but, they are. But none of it improves the game itself. The game has been the same. They make aesthetic Correct. changes out the waz and, like, things you're paying for as well. You yeah, know, I got, got a headband I got, I got in this one. I got the latest Jordans on my, on my right, same bro. model now. And I'm like, come on, man. Seriously, how was this improving my gaming experience? If anything, it's just turning me off to it because you've been feeding me the same game for the past seven, eight years. Well, how can you improve certain things? You know what I mean? It's just, I guess the graphics can get a little bit better, but like what well, the no, game different types of games, dude. One of well, the, one of the they, greatest. They had oh, sorry, uh, ahead, other no, games. No, so they had, uh, they opened up the conference with Battlefield 5 and with Battlefield 5, they reassured your, the audience that there's no uh, loot boxes that are going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, and a big thing is that microtransactions, even if even if there's uh, loot boxes or not, microtransactions <coughs> can be uh, super bad because it uh, super bad. If it's implemented incorrectly, it can allow people to pay their way to overpower other other players by by buying their way to better. Uh, to being higher level, etc., yeah, which does tend uh, to happen too. If yeah. you're not, if you if you pocket the caked, and what they confirmed, you, uh, what they confirmed throughout their entire uh, uh, presentation was any kind of uh, uh, microtransactions that are going to happen is uh, not power based, not sort of. It's not going to change the gameplay. It's just going to be purely cosmetic, which is uh, a nice double and back on where the industry was heading towards, which is a very scary, very bad thing, and to see. EA retract as much uh, was interesting. Now EA had this uh, has this program called EA Sports uh, to the game. I don't want <laughs> it's not game. Origins. Origins is a thing. They did talk about it. They are adding this major streaming service. It's still in very early development where you're going to be able to play EA games on your mobile devices and stuff like that streaming and mm. it'll uh, probably work bad, probably work good, don't know. Uh, but they have this thing where they get indie developers and they sort of front the bill for these indie developers to create whatever it is that they want and there they had two games one of them is a sequel to the game that they released a couple years ago called unravel so they announced unravel 2 looks really good looks really charming and another one that looks probably uh which by the way is releasing today or yesterday or the day before sorry saturday uh so it's out now and you can kind of play it right now and that was a cool shatter drop. Um, and then another one called, uh, the abbreviation is SOS. Uh, it's C. Uh, Save our souls. Sea of Solitude, I think it's called. See, oh, they're gonna see. And dip in the sauce. It, yeah, and it looks it looks like an interesting indie game. There were other games, but I'm gonna switch over to the next major conference, which was yesterday, and it was one of the big three, which is Microsoft. Yeah. And all I can say is, oh my goodness, Microsoft dropped the mic. They 
they nailed it. It was a spectacular, spectacular uh, presentation overall. They showed 50 games. Mm. 50. Now, the right, so only... let's narrow those down because we have a limited amount of time to talk uh, about yeah. this. Narrows, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to go too much into detail on those. There, there are some things. But they showed off... Uh, so I'll make mention of some of these, but I'm just going to list off a bunch of names right now. Fallout 76, Halo dope. Infinite, which is one that they open up with, looked Devil okay. May Cry 5, looked Crackdown 3. Sec- looked amazing because Terry Crews in the sucker. Yes, yes. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Terry Crews is doing like, everything. Fully <laughs> rendered Terry Crews. I, I don't know if you're playing as Terry Crews, but I think you playing are. Playing as Terry so, Crews. I remember, using I remember, oh, yeah. I using the, Old Spice soap. <laughs> <laughs> Watching. I, I remember the original Crackdown. And and crack down too, and I can't think of maybe except, his white except, chicks <laughs> character comes out of this. Sorry, <laughs> no, except for maybe Saints Row, I can't think of a more appropriate game franchise uh, for Terry Crews. Oh yeah, and and they took like the elements of Terry Crews's uh, sort of Old Spice commercials where he's going like bam, ba, attack, yeah, yeah, kick. and he's ah, yeah, 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 building uh, kick, yeah. and they, they incorporated <laughs> that, they incorporated that into a song. As part of the montage, as the videos, as the trailers playing, Perfect. it was awesome. That Perfect. that looks really cool. Yeah. Also, Crack- also, uh, real quick, this is the first crackdown in about Many years. ten years. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's been delayed over and over again. People were expecting it to come out. It's been delayed again. It's coming out early next year, but it looks good. I don't know if it's ever going to live up to the hype, but as long as it gets released, it looks it looks really good. It looks really fun. That's the most important part. Uh, they also showed off Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. This game has me written all over it. It's made by From Software. They're the same people that make Dark Souls, same people that make Bloodborne. Uh, I mean, Bloodborne, that yeah. wholesome series we talked about yeah. last week. And it is their take on uh, feudal-ish Japan, samurais, ninjas with uh, demons and whatnot. <laughs> so it's like the- Nero See, I can, I came out last would, year. Yeah. And Nero was copying uh, the From Software games like Bloodborne and whatnot. And this is basically From Software saying, yeah, we see what you did there. We're just going to one-up it and do our own style of gameplay. But we're From Software, so it's going to be way better. So I'm absolutely <laughs> looking forward to this. They're like, yeah, that's cute. Hold my beer. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I got out of it. Uh, there was another game called Jump Force, which is... So there were these series of jump games that came out, I think, first started on the on the DS, and and there were a couple of sequels, and I think it was right Japan there, Tom, only. Right there, that's where you're, fucking up, you're messing up, because right there, you should have queued up uh, Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm Yeah, I can just do it if you uh, want. And uh, jump. Take my shirt off. So the jump. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So the, the spandex on under these pants, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a, uh, I guess, a jump company or jump comic Keep company it, or magazine or something like that <laughs> that uh, sort of helps uh, show off various different anime uh, mangas and anime. Uh, it's the and Panama Company, I think, right? So this is Jump Force, which is basically taking, it's like the Smash Brothers, but for anime. So you're... In this trailer, it is Goku versus Naruto versus... Okay, Naruto. Yeah, I, I, Naruto. I, I did see this. I didn't get it until you actually talked about it, but we actually have it up on the monitor. Yeah, versus yeah. Frieza versus... Uh, they had uh, Death Note in there, yeah. and they had uh, Man, okay, uh, okay, the uh, One Piece, the pirate from One Piece. No, I don't no, know his name. First of all, Neji's a sucker. 
No, uh, Naruto <laughs> would kick all the asses. I say this because everyone thinks, oh, and no one can be Goku or Luffy's the best. Everyone forgets Naruto is a one-man army. Yep. Okay, so not only is he formidable, he can split himself Luffy from into, into uh, uh, One Piece. Uh, but more importantly... He can split himself into like uh, 100 versions or 1,000 versions or 10,000 versions of himself. You can't stop him. More importantly... Yes. When all those shadow clones disappear, he gains... All the information that those shadow yep, clones All the attend. information, all yeah. the strength, the techniques. He's he like a Highlander, everything. basically. Look at you knowing stuff. Yeah. He's the oh, Highlander. I used to watch all of Naruto, even though. Uh, you, but you still can't pain. say it. Come on, man. All right, so uh, then there was uh, Gears of War was showed off, and it wasn't just one Gears game. It was three Gears game. One of them was mobile, uh, which no one really cared about. <coughs> but one of them has wait, wait, me excited. Wait, wait, pause. Sorry, sorry. Uh, mobile, mobile for, what's it, for what uh, platform? For for Android and iPhone, phone really? Yeah, phone, mobile, mobile. Well, I, I think it might uh, be like like uh, a Vita or something. No, no, no. This is like play on your phone. It's called Gears of War Pop. I miss this. How? Yeah. Is it like? It was very quick. It was very quick show off because they didn't want to spend too much time on it, which was good for them. because yeah, no one really the people watching yep. weren't going to pay attention too much to that. Uh, and then another uh, a Gears of War Five official one, like the big one that everyone expects, and then. Gears of War Tactics, which is for PC, it is basically XCOM and Gears of, but in the Gears of War franchise. I'm super excited for that because I love awful. XCOM. No way. Yeah, uh, how, a how tactical. How are you, you, yeah, you going to chainsaw cats? Okay, the main. That's your uh, weapon. The main draw. Yeah. Of, no, your weapon is the blaster. The, chain, the, the chainsaws when you get like up close and personal. Yeah. XCOM was all about like I send them there tactically to fire across here and stuff. It's a gun game. You, you can melee in, in XCOM. You can, but yeah. it, it, it doesn't have the same fun as gears where you're in the in someone's face that's, and you you chainsaw them down the middle the animation slows <laughs> and it takes its time that, <laughs> yeah. that that's I'm their opportunity the time at home <laughs> and my cousin's like yo p you all right and i'm like <laughs> That's 15 the minutes later. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna do that. Uh, there was a bunch of other awesome games, a lot of indie stuff shown, uh, but they close off the overall press conference with Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077, which is the next game from the people that made Witcher 3. So it's that was a very big deal. Uh, so once again, Microsoft did fantastic, but most of the games that they said exclusive isn't actually exclusive. So when you actually break it down. Most of the stuff that they have, they don't have anything truly interesting aside from one or two things that are coming out this year. Most of the stuff that they showed off is coming out next year or afterwards, and that hurts them overall. But it was a really well put together presentation. 50 Mm. games, you can't complain against that. Uh, And then after that was Bethesda. Bethesda was, uh, well, it. I didn't think anyone would do worse than EA, and Bethesda did worse. And EA was sort of mediocre, but Bethesda... They, it was almost a train wreck at some points. Uh, okay, calm it down. We got, we got, we got, we got to write, we got to wrap it up real quick. But all I'll say is Bethesda Fallout seventy six looks amazing. I have qualms about uh, like the always online thing because it looks like they're really setting it around sediment building. They're yep. making that a big part of it. Which when you're playing like solo in Fallout four, it's it's fun when you have a whole Saturday to devote to this. When you're online. You build up a certain amount of stuff, and then when you log off, everyone else can come in and like trash your stuff. So we'll see how that pans well, out. It, Rage Two yeah. though is the one that really looked yes. like Bethesda yeah. was on point. Yeah, that's the game that like you know really got my dander going. 
Well, I I played a a good amount of Rage the first one, and Rage it it missed its personality. That was the major flaw of it, and made it very dull to sort of play through. And I ended up uh, skipping out on the game because it was just a first person, sh- a very good looking first person shooter in this deserty, barren ish environment. And that was it. In Rage 2, it looks like that they are addressing some of the personality that that, that franchise needed and the self-identity it needed. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay trailer that they showed off, I am um, hopefully, I am uh, optimistic that it could do well, but I'm also very skeptical as to whether or not they're going to land it just because of how poorly executed rage the original was and what i saw in the trailer because it- all right so the same way i feel about fallout is the same way you feel about rage rage uh well rage yeah. too i mean yeah two. Well, fallout- all right well we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see then um i i don't want to i don't want to press on it too yep. long because we have to get to hereditary yes and now this is uh this mm. is this is the first uh on the geek down yep uh where i'm right and Johnny's so incredibly wrong. I don't think this has ever happened before, so I just want y'all to note. I mean, it's been um, switched where I've been quite right a, a butt. It's and been quiz where, where Johnny was right and uh, and Adam was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I know how that is. And yeah. I, I've, I've just been like, you know, uh, oh, correct overall, but I fell back. You know, so I mean. See, this is, it's, the, it's, this is how the movie goes <laughs> from everything I've understood about it so far, reading reviews and everything. It's like you either... On your in your camp, where you're like, "Wow, this movie is nuts! It'll mess you up. This is I something you need to see." Yeah. Or you're on Johnny's side. You're like, "This is a waste of time. I can't believe people yeah, are like this." That's, that's so it seems to split. Online. You know what I mean? I but I generally what I hear is like, "You need to see this and experience it." Because I, I, I'm actually really interested in the movie because you're both split in such opposite ways. If you're both like, "Ah, eh, it's good," you know what I mean? I'd be like, "Whatever." But the fact that one person really dislikes it and one person really enjoys it that means you're going to respond to it in some way in the extreme which means it's actually worth seeing even if you are end up in the camp that you don't oh, like cool. it. glad we sold you before you even did the review yeah uh. so anyway I, I do want to hear both your sides but yeah it, it just from that though you should know like it, just because you dislike something strongly at least you responded strongly you know what right. I mean? you it it just it's because you dislike it doesn't mean all right well we're talking about heredity it's uh, hereditary it's the uh new horror picture horror uh, thriller, suspense, horror. It's kind of hard to define exactly what it it's is. It's a horror. It takes it's a couple a, of twists. It's like a ghost possession horror movie. It, it it sort of has its toes in so many different sub horror genres, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's not doing it in a clever way because everything it's doing, it's you ripping that right there. on uh, so many other things, on so many other projects. It's A two four though. This is A two four is just crushing yeah. the film game right now. They're hands down the best production no, company. I don't know about that. What do you mean? What it would get they the the amount of movies they put out and of quality like worth seeing movies? I think they're beating any studio, any studio. They did the witch. That yep. wasn't that good. Well, I'm saying you can dislike a couple of their movies. It doesn't doesn't stop them. It doesn't mean they're not putting out movies that are people are talking about <laughs> that are of quality that people yeah. are right. definitely. So that's true. Production. This is definitely a quality put together production. Yes. No, no question about that. And play out wise, I thought it was amazing. It's a story of a family um, who lives. I think. They, damn, where do they live? They live out in like a woody area. I want to say like New Hampshire. Or Vermont, it's one of those places where it's got a lot of forest around or uh, Washington. the town itself. A nice little small town, yeah. I don't know. Could be. Okay, well, 
um, essentially they're not in like a, a major metropolis, and that kind of plays in to a lot of the story. And it's surrounding one family. The grandmother has just died, mm-hmm. and in attending uh, her funeral, uh, the family's noticing. Well, apparently, grandma knew a lot more people than we realized. What's up with this? Mm-hmm. And then when they head back home. Uh, a lot of weird stuff starts happening, uh, unexplainable acts, um, noises from here. And then it starts off, it builds up very gradually, where it's like the daughter notices something strange, the son notices something strange, then someone starts acting strange, you know. And then, in general, uh, overbearing parent, uh, parenting styles, uh, the, the mother forces the daughter to interact with the son, and then... I want to say, I want to say, like, hijinks ensue or something, like, makes it sound amusing, but no, this this goes completely off the rails mm. and i love that it went like it went nth degree from like the first few minutes and pulled no punches really yeah because it reminds it's, me kind of like the babadook where, you know what i mean it seems like a mother and then like the child character and then like, there's something disturbing going on and it's just a freaky like yeah, out it gets, of, it like, gets weird hard now. to really classify you know what i mean it's, yeah i found that too but one of the difficult things about this movie is to actually give any more of the actual plot would be spoilers which the, you shouldn't do because like i said I've yet well to I'll, I'll try not to but uh johnny let me tell me if you agree or not the uh the trailer for this was actually pretty deceptive because oh, it, gi- it gives the idea that it gives a very set idea of okay, this is what's going to happen, and this is where the conflict comes from. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer. Watch the movie. It, it it does, but the trailer you don't need to watch the trailer. Even even if you watch the trailer and then you get duped while watching it, I don't think uh, that is a positive thing going for the movie. I'm not saying uh, it's a positive. It's not a negative so. thing. It it certainly makes you think twice about what is going to happen and it, it does give you an uh, if you watch the trailer it does make you think like oh okay uh, so. Who's actually the 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 goes who? Yeah, the it's hard to identify who is who is the, who is the actual. There is no like uh uh like set established antagonist. Yeah. Mm. It kind of like bounces around, and you never really know who's in the wrong. Well, I mean, the hereditary thing that you know that there's this evil being passed. You know what I mean? So it seems like it started in one way and it's handed down some way. So you kind of get that just from the name. Well, the you know name. What I mean? And they, even like the tagline is just like, is, you know, evil, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, passed down. So it's no. like, you kind of, that's where, I mean, saying that's what it says about the movie. So that's the sense you get. So. But, but the name is completely false for what you actually see in the film itself. Okay. The name is entirely misleading and I think borderline false advertising it's a smoke screen. what actually happened it's a nice touch though because I like that they I like that they throw that out and then the trailer lets you believe lets you follow just that way uh-huh. of thinking but this is essentially a haunting movie the family is I won't say inconsequential because you find out eventually what their purpose is but in this situation from everything that happens in the movie, for most of the movie, this could happen. This could be anybody. Any okay. any any family that moves into this house, they're just afflicted by this. So now, when we're talking about the horror in the movie, the scares, is it jump scares? Is it like slow burn Surprisingly, kind no jump of? Scares. Okay, so very few jump scares. So, I, I like I, I expected like wall to wall. Is there like disturbing scenes? Something that'll like affect you? It is also wall to wall disturbing. Scenes. Distur- okay, and disturbing how like gory? Uh, is it like no, for people that are like, like squeamish? Is- really creepy stuff, man. Okay, like, okay, Johnny. There's, I know you felt differently, a, so I'll let you say your piece. I want to. Yeah, there, there's a couple of squeamish stuff. It it hits everything in the genre, sort of the broad 
it does a broad brushstroke and sort of grabs everything that is touched upon on any horror flick, and it has that in here. Uh, it has elements of fl of slasher. Uh, I'm only asking some a child. I want to know what to expect. Right. <laughs> it has a you know an element of a, sl a slasher sequence where you know someone that's being chased by the the notorious murderer, whatever mm -hmm. uh, monster, whatever it is, uh, and they go up. They run upstairs. Right. Yeah. It has, instead of outside, they instead of know. outside. Yeah. Instead of but being like they, smart and reasonable. I will say, but the way they paint that though is like genuine panic and fear right not just oh my god someone's after me let me ah! take my top off and run into the cold yeah it's yeah. more like oh my god, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. and then you know just gone <laughs> because there is no it, it's 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 i i i i i really appreciated now were you scared watching this did you get freaked out no but I, honestly okay. because i knew what to expect going in really okay. because i saw with a group of people that it was their second viewing uh, and they're all like, man, we came back to see it again. Yo, you're going to be freaked out by this. Oh, it's going to get crazy. Oh, it's going to be. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, I know it's going to happen. Watch this part right here. Are you watching this part? Like, I'm watching the damn no, movie. No, yeah, thank yeah. God. Right. But I've seen movies with people. Watch this. Yeah, what am I, I doing? That. What am I doing right I now? I hate yeah. that so much. You just want to lean over. Boom. How dare you not like Hereditary? And I'm, no, I'm <laughs> Look, this movie is not scary. There are people laughing in the audience while watching this. Okay, like, parts were yeah, but parts were amusing. That's that's, that's part of the, the, the tough guy, you know, uh, thing about horror movies too. It doesn't matter what horror movies. Like, oh, that that didn't scare me, and you kind of beef yourself up. Like, oh, I like, did nothing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was up, not. It was not that. Was it was not okay. laughing at absurdity that was happening on the screen. There, there were like things where you just look at it, like that is just so ridiculous and just why would anyone write this in kind mm. of thing it was not because something horrific was happening it was because it was so tropey and ridiculous like I, did i seriously pay money to watch this wow. when i've seen it in so many other flicks there's nothing when you break this movie down into piece by piece there's nothing original about this piece you have seen Every single thing this this movie tries to pull off, you've seen it ripped directly from other movies, from The Exorcist, from Halloween, uh, uh, from uh, what's that uh, candid one with the camera? Uh, Ernest goes to camp. No, par Paranormal Activity. Like yeah. you have seen this. Not only not only is that, but can a movie do that and still like? I mean, it can rip uh, riff on these movies and still be I, good. It, well, right? this one did. And I think it, I think it very did. much did, and it did them very well. Okay, uh, so you're, I, I you're say, though, I, saying you. Oh, saying absolutely. it did a disservice and you saying it did it but it did it well yes very much so dude it's the same uh, people I, that say I, like tarantino the, did you know <coughs> that comes from a thousand different it's like yes that's the style He's, yeah but like, think, 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 think of it this way like i walked out of this movie uh i, I for, for the next like couple of days i was checking ceilings every time i walked into a, into a room okay the movie affected like my my, my patterns so Which i'm not straight out of a behavior. bunch of movies by it the way. is it is that doesn't mean they didn't do it very well okay uh also i will say um the the, the the trailer kind of gives you the sense that it's going to be a direct relationship between the mother and the daughter. Mm. Uh, actually, a lot of the story revolves around the mother in her own story and the son in his own story. Mm -hmm. And the son is you almost you almost, you barely see him in the trailer. Yeah, you see and him he's smashing like, his face against the desk. That's yeah, it, right? and and he's like he's like fifty percent of the movie. He's he's essentially like you know uh, uh, the second star of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much and, the whole family is is. Well, no, I mean, it's the mother and the son, looking. the father, yeah, yeah. the girl, they're supporting characters. Yeah, the little yeah. girl's freakier yeah. looking, so you got to put her forefront to sell it. Uh, think, she you know she is, I mean? but I think she's just foreign. And that, that's, 
That's how they present it in the. He's just from Australia. Um, I will say they uh they allude to they allude to a couple of things that uh like they tried to build kind of its own like background lore that I mean I think I I I really liked it. I'm giving this a thumbs up. Okay. I I really liked it, and I would recommend people see it. But I also think they overestimated how like into it people would be. So it's like we're gonna it's like we're making this movie and it's gonna be you know some stuff, but also we're gonna do this. And they're gonna ask why? Are they, why is she saying this? Why are they doing that? Why do they keep cutting back to this? And some of that makes sense, but I think they threw a lot of extra in there because they were trying to like pump up, like really pad out their own like in picture in movie lore. Mm. So um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give something. It's, it's not really a spoiler because it makes no sense unless you like directly look into it. Uh, the little girl uh, speaks. Um, I forget the the proper name of the dialect, but you know the uh, the African the, the click talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like- uh, she's Ethiopian, speaks, like the yeah. Well, they yeah, show yeah. in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. She yeah. does the uh, yeah, yeah, but they don't say what it is. It they, they, don't like what, they don't say what they don't say what it is. Yeah, like, yeah, and she speaks that, but they don't actually say she speaks that. You actually have to look in, like read the uh, the, uh, the the written material about the movie to find out that's what she's doing. And in the picture itself, that's all. That's all. That's all you get. Just that click. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like they're trying to build. Yeah, I'm, a, oh, blow, you know, I'm so. blowing your phone up tomorrow after I watch it. <laughs> I want to mess you up. I really want to know what you think because I, I didn't expect Johnny to dislike it so much. Yeah, I'm giving us a thumbs down. Wow. But I did that like deep. those symbolic elements that they had speckled about. And there's <gasps> a lot in there to digest. They do answer uh, so a lot of their questions. So would you go back and watch it again to, no. for those reasons? Absolutely okay. not. I would not pay money to watch this. I would <laughs> wait for Netflix. I think this is a perfect Netflix movie, but there's oh, there's so many other movies that I did not that's even the, that's like. That's the perfect uh, uh, diss nowadays. It's, it's a perfect, perfect Netflix movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. that's the worst. Well, right. There's <laughs> there was this other movie called A Quiet Place that came yes. out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right? We all reviewed it, yeah. yeah. And, and I watched it, and uh, I same same thing. Like, I did not want to catch it. I did not want to waste money spending uh, watching it in theaters. It's perfectly fine if I would have. I would have enjoyed it way more if I watched on in my home on Netflix, whatever. But and I like that movie way more than this one because that movie was at the very least more original than this one. But it wasn't. Man. You but know what? Yeah, I, you right. know what I think. Well, uh, all right, so, all right, so I, I'm, give, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Johnny's giving it a thumbs down. Thumbs down yeah. The movie's called Hereditary. It's out. In I'm going to be the tiebreaker right. next week. I'm going to come in. And yeah, just, yeah. Just I want to. I want to hear what you off. I want to hear what you think. Quick five minutes, like that. Yeah. Also, also, yeah. I will say also if if neither of these movies like you know scared or unnerved you, Johnny, I'm a little frightened to know what does. That's what I'm getting. There was this. Horror right. movie I no, watched no, over no, the no. weekend that no. definitely was awesome. Citizen Q? It. Oh, okay. No, it was, uh, what was it called? I forgot what it was called. But it was, it could have uh, been that good then. It was called. It was Tri- a Turkish horror movie. It was no. wild. Oh, those Turkish like, horror movies. It was, it was called Charles Manson's uh, oh, uh, record, record Company Audition. It's called Baskin. <laughs> Baskin? All right. You heard, you heard that. It's what is it? A Serbian himself. film? He saw a Serbian film? Which is <laughs> a classic family movie. Nah, that's All right. All right. Now, um, not okay. to break the lead, but dude. Yeah. Let's go John, into Adam, right Adam, into Cobra Kai, Adam, man. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be Strike first, here. strike hard, no mercy, A man sir. face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserves no mercy. Oh, I was so not looking forward to watching this show. You know, neither was I. We're talking this about is Cobra, like Cobra Kai. Cobra this Kai, new- not just Cobra Kai, like you're rehashing an 80s property, which has not really had, uh, uh, except for 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. hasn't really had a good track record. It hasn't. And Look at the Brady Bunch, uh, the very Brady movie. Well, the Look first Brady Turner Bunch wasn't Hooch. bad because it was like a laugh at yourself. Turner yeah, and oh, uh, Turner and Hooch with, um, with yep. uh, Ben Stiller and... Uh, 
And um, oh, sorry, I'm thinking Starsky and Hutch. Tom, Tom, I was like, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, you can see where I Anyways, messed up there. Starsky so, and Hutch was also was also kind of garbage. Yeah, it w- it was a lot of garbage. There's a know? lot of like '80s nostalgia rehashing. So and then dog as Huggy Bear. Yeah, come on. So man. you bring this back as a TV show, mm-hmm. but on YouTube of all places. So yeah. I'm like, this movie, this has no chance. You know, I thought this I really thought I thought the no same one. thing. I was right there with you, but man. it has. The writing and and uh, <coughs> the team behind it, like like Hot Tub Time Machine, mm-hmm. things like that, where it's just like kind of that in the know, like laughing at itself, but also like doing a proper homage, like respectful, yeah. but at the same time realizing how ridiculous it is. So you know in what? its face, so it takes. You say that I thought I thought the same thing too, and uh, the first couple episodes are like that. They just present these characters yeah. as yes, this is exactly what you would expect to see. We're just giving it its respect. Yep. As it goes on, it becomes a more serious story, and yeah. not like serious Very, like it, this. This is the drama. Carries just on serious more. like it. It's it's giving the characters a little more prestige right. and carrying on the story of the of the uh, of the now mind you of the first Karate Kid movie. This kind of negates. Um, it kind of negates uh, the Karate Kid Part Three, yeah. And I guess uh, if you want to, well, if you want to be really over the part Kid with part William two. Zabka in it, you know what I mean. It, it really yeah. focuses on because I mean he's especially for the, like the first episode. It really takes his character and it explores, it. and he's kind of the star of the first. Oh, he's absolutely the for star. first part of it, and he's kind of takes over that role of like the Miyagi Daniels kind of uh, yes. part, and he's. When you first see him, he is—he's a bum, man. You know exactly what you would take. You would exactly the type of character you would expect the high school bully to end up like. Mm. And you think like, oh my god, he deserves it. And yeah, like maybe he does, but at the same time, he's like, man, this—it's not a good look. Yeah. You know, he's not a bad guy. He doesn't really deserve all this. And of course, like his his nemesis, the guy that beat him in the All Valley tournament, is you know a <laughs> successful business owner of a car dealership, yeah, multiple dealerships, multiple dealerships, very successful, Franchise got billboards now. all of himself, and mm. he can't even keep a job as a handyman. Um, really like on the outs and then he, uh, was pushed too far, beats up some high school kids, which is still my favorite thing is watching adults beat up kids. Um, <laughs> there's, I, I will never get enough of watching scenes like that, whether it's Miyagi beating up him when he was a teenager oh, or him boy. beating up other bullies now that he's an older man, uh, is something so pleasing and funny to me about old people beating up young kids man i don't anyway i don't want to see you live vicariously but yeah like live not, vicariously not. through a man beating up children that's <laughs> yes what sometimes you just want to like all oh, these punks these kids i wish i could just punch them right in the face wow all um, right that, that's so a- there's scenes like that in this of course you know but right, thank uh, you crotchety grandpa adam willis <laughs> where did you think it was gonna go come on you, well, um, you know what no i um i enjoyed the hell out of this i got to watch the the, the whole series and I, I went in with those same low expectations because this is karate kid which isn't mo- isn't really the most prestigious uh, uh franchise no, hasn't been it's, for years it's, it's and not only that it's not even like the jaden smith karate kid which they did try to do more seriously yeah, they this is the o- mm, this is the old school um Mr. this, is, Miyagi, karate. this Daniel- is not kung fu this is not like mma Correct. this is yeah. just like and there's montages there's yes, all those things so it it still strikes those 80s notes but mm-hmm. it, it like i said it, it updates them it adds a little drama and really the whole show is kind of on the way of on the shoulders of Zabka, yep. on the shoulders. But you know of, what? The dude's got acting chops, man. No, I'm they're very great. Surprised. I'm saying that's a He's, good thing. It's it's like really they do carry the show. And if they weren't compelling, if they weren't taking it very serious too for a yep. YouTube series, oh yeah, then this oh, would have yeah. failed right out the gate. But like but no, they it's not, bring it's a, a good level time of to watch. Seriousness. It takes on a very bad news bears 
quality as yeah. it as it gets on to the later episodes. I love that because I thought it would it would all be well, you know, I'm doing karate again. I'm restarting Cobra Kai, but I'm a fat drunk loser. But is there something like weirdly racist that. about him too? You know what I mean? Johnny? Like yeah, just that weird. He's it, like he's, oh he's, Miguel, he's, like he getting his name like wrong. That. I think like, that was put in to make him. Uh, less likable because right. he, there was never any racism in the original. No, but he's uh, just character. compulsively likable. Even though he's like, oh, this guy's a scumbag. He's probably just yeah, to be he's, here, but he's like, you he's can't help all us types of names. He's calling kids nerds. He's he's yo. This, there's the first. We the need f- more immigrants. First, maybe I'm four from, episodes yeah, yeah. of this uh, have the most unpc language you can come across. Right, which is yeah. not re- very you know. Yeah, and, and, and kid, it's, it's not it's, played to sensationalize. It's just showing you how much of a douche this guy has become. Right. Yep. But you know what? As it goes on, uh, he becomes a sympathetic character. I'm very much on Johnny's side by the end of this. I'm on, I'm gonna side right away. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, know I mean? you know, even it, like uh, you know, Daniel in the in the show, he's not an unlikable guy, but he's just like spoiled. Uh, with, yeah, no, I'm saying Daniel because he's not an unlikable guy either. Because he's even though he seems oh. like kind of a douche by success, you know what I mean? He's just a spoiled guy. Like all his dreams came true, you know and you still look him? at him, you're like, come on. You know what I thought about it? Wait, wait, hold on. John, you've been awfully quiet over there. Did you get a chance to catch uh, Cobra Kai? No, I didn't, sorry. But what about Karate Kid, though? Did he ever watch that movie growing up? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Do you remember uh, the characters of Daniel and Johnny? Yep. Okay, do you remember their their particular character archetypes in that movie? Yeah. Daniel's son was a douche. Mm. And uh, Johnny was actually uh, the actual know, hero. Reasonable, yeah. yeah. He was actually <laughs> a reasonable person. Well, imagine, imagine them. He, as he had a bad adults. mentor, but other than the bad mentor, uh, right? He, I think he got a bad rap, yeah. and, yeah. It, and it take it really takes that whole thing. Oh, I think we've uh, a lot of us have seen um, the reimagining of like actually yeah. the real sympathetic character, the real hero of the story was Johnny, mm-hmm. and Daniel was the bully. One and thing this I is think him. Like. So it really takes that, and this is the reality of it now. Mm-hmm. This is it kind of <laughs> explores that 30 Dude, years later. One thing I think you'll really like is they talk about that in uh, in, uh, in, in Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah, when you get the later episodes, man, they talk about that. They present the whole thing from Johnny's side. And you can totally see it's true. It's true. Now you He's think like, you, you encroached co- on my girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like she wasn't really and your girl. He gi- yeah. And he gives a breakdown of exactly what happened between him and Allie. Uh, in between those scenes where we saw Daniel running up on Johnny yelling at her mm-hmm. because, like, stuff had to lead to the yelling. Right. And the way Johnny tells it, he was almost a victim. Right. You know, he's not he's not a great guy. He's still kind of a dick. Yeah, he's still but, a but, bully, but, but, but he, like, bullies don't deserve, like, 30 years of misery either. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to learn when you're 16. I don't know. Some, some cats some have got, some got yeah, my yeah. face. Yeah, I kind of I kind of <laughs> hope they in a ditch right now. <laughs> but not Johnny. And and <laughs> I love how Johnny. this appro- I love how this approaches. You know, it, it's actually a good step for them to take it right from Karate Kid Part One, because in Karate Kid Part Two and Part Three, we watch Daniel grow as a person. And he gets he really, more potato faced and slower. I don't really like the <laughs> other ones. You know what I mean? He does. No, 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 the third I, I, I one, like the those. third Karate Kid, yeah. is my favorite. But it's really? the most ridiculous movie yeah, on the face one. of there. The fact that two grown men professional men yeah. have dedicated their lives right. to destroying one kid of the, who won a karate tournament on under 18 <laughs> is the most far and they hatch by the way one of the most in-depth plans ever mm. to torture him is the most ridiculous yeah. thing it's super of all villainy the, 
Yeah. It's like you teach strip mall karate. Tone it down. It's so over the top. Yeah. Like, this is so not believable. But as a kid, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Poor Daniel. He's got these. Yeah, it's Man. it's it's obnoxious to the point of being I, I, I got to say, though, I really liked Cobra Kai because I liked the kids in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, they all did a great job. And when they got when it got down to the karate, like they do a good job of making you feel for them. Uh, making Cobra Kai a viable way for these kids to actually, you know, earn their self-esteem and respect. Yeah. And we all thought... I think I'm on the spectrum. Well, whatever it is, get off it now. Prano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, 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 got a, they got a kind of a suspect sensei, but we think that this is the story is going to be Johnny reforms Cobra Kai, and he just creates a new generation of bullies, and they terrorize this town. That's what it actually turns out to be is the kids that... Uh, join up in this karate studio. They're they kids with problems. It becomes very sympathetic. I like that. I didn't expect that. But the, and Daniel is a dick. Yes, but the, he, what was, he got was out kind of, of a too dick is... in the first movie, and we kind of gloss over because it's about him, and we like Mr. Miyagi. But this is the adult version of that same guy, and we get yeah. to see more of how had he not had that not gone unchecked. Mm. This is the guy he would have become, and I don't like him. In this. Right? Yeah, I don't like him either so far, and it's yeah. it's it's. What I think about it, too, is like sometimes, I mean, you're never going to have the perfect role models all the time, but you still can find your niche, you can find your people, and you can still find guidance in people even though they're flawed, you know what I mean? So Johnny, uh, he is a dick, he probably deserves what he got to a certain point, uh, but he can still be a mentor and he can still teach you something. There's something to be learned anyway through that. Still be a mentor, uh, yeah, I could be reading too far into it, you know what no, I mean? But no, 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 you, you are right there. I'm right there with you. It's definitely a deeper show than I was going to give it credit for. It's definitely a funnier show. It's definitely a, 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 a more serious uh, a show than I was going to give it credit for. And you know what I do for, like so. about this, too? This one takes, it, it doesn't, it's not an action series. Right. But when there are scenes of like actual karate, it takes the karate seriously, too. Yeah, and like there's people things People actually that... doing moves. It's not like, you know, uh, a couple of like awkwardly thrown punches, yeah. a fake kick, and credits. They're actually like doing moves. There's techniques. They try different techniques. They're teaching different strategies. And then about midway through the series, I don't want to spoil it. All I'll say is the uh, the main kid, like Johnny's the star. But the second star has to be, I have his name here. Um, this kid, uh, Zolo. Is that the kid plays Miguel? Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, Meridania. Mm. Uh, he, plays, he plays Miguel. And uh, when he has, like, his scene of just, I've been studying karate, let's do this, um, the kid's technique is, like, damned impressive. Yeah. I don't know if he had training beforehand or if he did, like, sure like, a matrix a thing. Where they went, like, of it, yeah. Yeah, but. but it's just, like, I like that because Karate Kid didn't always have, also didn't have, like, like these legit displays of karate. It was just kind of well, like Johnny an inspirational story. kind of did. That's why you're like, this makes no sense that he... Uh, yeah, no, Johnny... Yeah, <laughs> you would have yeah. run up on him. Come on, let's be honest. All you're thinking of jo the image of Johnny <coughs> at the karate... <coughs> at the All-Valley Tournament. He's got the uh, gi with the cut-off arms. Yeah. Think of those guns. Yeah. He's got those guns. He just punches him in the yeah. face, too. And meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile Dan, Daniel's Dan, Dan doing that thing where he's all... got this weird, I don't know what this hand is. Well, it's supposed yeah. to strike with, like, the, the base there. They used to do that a lot yeah. on Star Trek. If you notice on Star Trek, they never <laughs> threw a fist. It was always, like, like a palm. weird that's what palm. Dan, that's what yeah. Daniel was doing. He was palming. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was a I'm, Star Trek. -y. But I'm giving Cobra Kai a thumbs up. Uh, a very... Like happy thumbs up because I expected to hate. I was waiting to hate this. I was waiting to and ignore it the whole entire time. And <laughs> people were talking about it. You know what I mean? I think everyone saw the commercials. I think everyone who went on YouTube. Yeah, got, I, thought, got, I thought it was goofy too. I was like, why? I'm like, this is goofy. Goofy. This is something I'm not going to check out. And it ended up being something I was very surprised to to enjoy and really want to. Yeah, dude. Watch. And I it's good I to see Zabka again. 
Because yeah. I'm really pumped because I've been watching Back to School a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving it a thumbs up. It's, it's, it's like, it's it's like Coach, I have got a, a really bad cramp. I've had really bad cramps all month. Maybe it's menstrual. <laughs> Screw you, Melon. Yeah. Anyways, I remember as a as a as Steve in European vacation. He's the, he's com- the he's comparable the, to a kill bossa. He's the Take MVP of '80s bad guys. Zapka, he was, man. You know what I mean? He, he was, had he a good like, three or four year run he where he was the face of '80s. Bad he was the face of '80s. Exactly. Now those he's like you still got those golden locks. So, <laughs> you know what geez. I mean? It's, I'm giving it a thumbs up, man. Adam. Yes, hundred percent. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Cool. All right, so it's Cobra Kai on YouTube Red, dude. I highly recommend downloading it. You gotta check it out if you're a if you're a Karate Kid fan, or if you're not, it's just a good series on its own. It doesn't just talk about the parents. It doesn't just talk about Johnny and Daniel. It's also the story of the kids, um, the story of the girl, the story of Johnny's son. Is a good like third act uh, of of like every episode, dude. It's 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 got layers, man. Check it out. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, so now I'm gonna kick it over to just Johnny. You, yep. because you got to just play. Yep. West of Loathing. West of Loathing. Is that a place? Uh, it is a place. It's West of Loathing. So West of Loathing is a... Uh, it's So it comes from the Kingdom of Loathing web... Uh, I think it was Flash. I'm not sure, uh, but you could. It was a browser-based game from way back when. It was mostly wait, text. How, wait, how, how way back? Uh, we're talking like uh, 2003, so about 15 Dude, that years ago. Stick figures then, like stuff like the the Zhao Zhao movies were big back then. The, yeah, uh, uh, the the web movies. Yeah, but it uh, the the original Kingdom of Loathing was mostly text based, so it was like a mud style game mm-hmm. where uh, there's a lot of dialogue dumps. Uh, <laughs> Funny, I mentioned that, uh, and uh, and a lot of stuff they have to read through. And what you're reading is this very ridiculous, uh, comical, very slapstick comedy style world that was built. Uh, it's an RPG, like most mud <coughs> games, but the classes that you're choosing from is stuff like uh, instead of a necromancer, you're a pastamancer. What? Instead of being a sorcerer, you're a saucerer, but spelt like like sauce, like sauce. Yeah, sauce. like different. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they heard my joke earlier, then somehow worked it into the game. And everything you do in that game is uh, is very ridiculous. The currency, uh, the money in it is meat. So you're buying things with meat. All right, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do you all three bologna slices, and I get this. Uh, Exactly. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, and that has gone on for quite a bit. It was a free-to-play web browser game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then from there comes this game, where I guess they finally got enough uh, backing uh, to actually make a legitimate uh, game. It released, uh, I believe. Let's enough backing after 15 years. Gee. Yeah. So it released uh, last year on PC, Linux, Mac. Uh, Linux and on iOS. Wait, pause. Uh, Who's playing games on Linux? Uh, people that want to play West of Loathing, I guess. Wow, yeah. wow. Okay. But it just released uh, <coughs> a couple weeks ago. My TI calculator. It just released a couple weeks ago on the Nintendo Switch, and uh, and by just released, I, I'm not talking about the Kingdom of Loathing game. It's the West of Loathing that just released, which is taking this and giving it actual. 
2D graphics. You are actually controlling a character with the controller. You're actually moving around in, in 2D space. Uh, and it has a more in-depth, more elaborate turn-based combat system. Very similar in a lot. I'm going to... This game is very, very similar. If you've played South Park Stick of Truth or the new South Park game, mm, um, really? The Fractured Butthole. The Fractured Butthole. Yes. Uh, if what was it? What was it? The Fractured Butthole. Yes. Tom, what was it? <laughs> the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, they're funny. We're adults, y'all. <laughs> uh, so if you've played those games, you'll be very familiar with the combat style. It's turn-based, but uh, uh, turn-based tactical light uh, style combat. It's not as in-depth as the South Park uh, RPG uh, combat systems. Uh, it's which was already fairly light on mechanics. So it's a it's a simpler version. It's it's a nice starter for where it gets you into, and it knows that that is not the core strength of the Loathing franchise. The core strength it's is the, the it's the the writing and the comedy that is everywhere in this game absolutely everywhere right from the start you have three classes to choose from the one i chose was the <coughs> snake oiler oh, where you're handed as starting gear you're handed a suitcase filled with snake oil and live snakes yeah you carry snakes in your briefcase. Sure, you, why not? And then you throw a, it out well, there. Let's do that. Yeah, and you can <laughs> you can just like one of your attacks is you just go up to an enemy and you whip them with your snake, and that's just one of the classes. There, there's other classes okay, in this, so this game. Is, this, is, this, is a, this is an E-rated game, right? It's it's very lighter on the comedy. It's it's sort I'm of like I'm gonna go up and whip them with my yeah. snake. There are definitely elements in there that adults can appreciate, but this is not South Park level humor. This is. Uh, this is teen level humor, so it's it's not mature. It's and I don't even think it's rated teen, uh, but it's definitely something that you can give to a younger kid and be perfectly fine uh, knowing that the comedy in there. Although there are some adulty ish things, but it's like the the wink kind of thing that you get in like uh, the Pixar mm -hmm. uh, type of movies. You're never gonna get anything like outright vulgar or offensive like you do in South Park. So it's it's a nice balance. It's got the humor and it's also there's also lots of nerdy elements in, in the humor as well. well that's kind um, of fortunate, man. And it has this big, expansive open world that you get to explore through. You're interacting. There's a lot of role-playing elements but, uh, a, that you're a, reading a, through, a lot of dialogue. It's a, it's a and 2D open world? Uh, it, it's got an open map. It's not open world, but it's got a big, giant map that you can sort of traverse through, kind of like the old-school-style RPGs. Like, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say Zelda. I would say more no. like the Final Fantasies where it has this big giant world map that you can explore around. And then once you go to a particular area, you then go into a very specific level gotcha. uh, and you environment. And got a full shop owner and they make you wear a dress. I know, I know where yeah. you're going. Yeah. It's, it's like the older open world games, mm. like like the like I said, the Final Fantasies and, uh, and the Chrono Triggers and stuff like that. Yeah. Very much like that. Um, it's simpler in moving around motion mechanics and stuff like that like you get a horse in this game and you get to pick and choose what horse you want and one of them is like a horse with like crazy eyes there's a ghost horse there's just really weird really ridiculous scenarios that you get through in this game and it that's where the 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 
the awesomeness of this game is. It is absolutely fantastic. I was surprised at how uh, cheap this game actually is. Uh, so it's called West of Loathing. West. I give it an absolute thumbs up. It is worth checking, especially for the price. Uh, this game is available on a Nintendo Switch, iOS. I'm not sure what the price is on the iOS. Mm -hmm. uh, it's available on Steam, uh, which you can then get for Linux, Macintosh, and Linux. stuff like that. Uh, this game is eleven dollars, and that is money well worth, well spent, especially if you enjoy comedy and you don't like serious uh, or more mature comedy. Uh, this is just—it's wait, you don't like more mature comedy? No, it, if you're the kind of person that only likes mature comedy, you might not like this because it's very slapstick. But it's—I love it. I, I think it's really good stuff. All right. The game is called West of Loathing. Right now, it's available on everything, including Linux. Uh, not Xbox three, uh, Xbox One, or PS4. It's not available what on on those consoles. What the heck, man? Just Switch and PC. Wow. And, All right. Well, and Mac and iOS. Yeah. yeah I, I got no words. Okay. The game is called West of Loathing. Check it out. Says just Johnny. Yep. All right. So now we're gonna close out on the uh, on. We're gonna close out this episode of the Geek Down. I want to thank just Johnny. You. I want to thank Black Adam. Mm -hmm. I want to thank uh, Turbulent Tom. Terrible. All right, and I want to thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to go out on kind of a somber note because uh, last week we lost one of my personal idols, man. Yeah. I love yeah, this yeah. man's work uh, for years. I kind of discovered uh, his show by accident and then like got the full history. We're talking about Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, I mean, I I came across him. I think I was reading an article and they were, they were talking about him or something like that. And I was like, oh, Anthony's the food guy. You know what I mean? It's like I never took him seriously. So I never really watched really? his show. Um, and then I read his book, uh, Kitchen Confidential, and it's like for a guy who, who personally I've spent, you know, the last 12 years in the restaurant industry for to read a book like that, to have him speak the language, have him talk about the subculture and the, the kind of the gang atmosphere of, you know what I mean, these kitchen workers and, these, and this restaurant people. He really, really kind of it touched a note, not just with me, but with a, a legion of people um, um and then of course watching his show especially uh parts unknown um he did a show about food that's kind of what it was centered on but it was never about the food that was just kind of a way in it was usually about the culture yeah, and the i couldn't experiences man the experiences you know but in, like, i could never real. i couldn't couldn't think of a better ambassador for america to send out into the world than an anthony bourdain a man of taste a man of of uh just of knowledge of understanding of you know just just like i said of taste he had just perfect taste he just knew what to say at the right time yeah, he was a good conversationalist is, it came from experience too you could tell he was never reading he off lived a script it. yeah he was, yeah exactly and he so went to the place these, he talked to the people he made friends and he had techniques he earned their respect he wrote all those and he brought that to us as the audience he wrote all those voiceovers for his show he wrote that like he and for a film guy, which I am, like, he was such a cinephile. Like, his latest episode where Asia Argento, his his partner, uh, directed, and he had Christopher Doyle, which is one of my personal favorite cinematographers, shoot that whole episode. Like, that's, like, deep cinephile stuff that not a lot of people understand. Yeah, for him no, to do stuff like that, that's, like, that's for a CNN show about food. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, a level of, you know, just craft and taste and that no one will, would bring to a show like that oh, and so one that's why so many episodes. people responded i think like mm -hmm. that because they they understood it. and they 
learned something, not just about like, okay, this is what they serve here or something like that. It's like, no, it's just, it, he was one of the few people concerned about making America look okay to the world mm. and, like and humanizing like people of a different country. Like he went to Iran and expected a bad time, but he had such a good time. It's just like he mm. went to these countries where you think you're going to get hassled, but you find a warm uh, sensibility, a warm people there, as long as you're willing to be open and accept mm -hmm. what they're going to give you. And it's just this, I, I don't feel bad for, for myself. I just feel like the world at, especially at this time of these devices, I've needed an Anthony Bourdain out there. Yeah, no, I, and I, so I, him, concur, him, I looked going at those out types of shows very differently. This was a travel show. Right. And all I've seen of those is stuff like, you know, ease wild on or whatever they yeah. show. We go to this country where people are dancing in grass skirts and they're partying on the beach. Yeah. And we go to this country where people are wearing, you know, uh, uh, furry jackets and dancing on the beach. And then we go to this country where folks are drinking uh, coconuts and not dancing the on the beach. Part part on. You don't get the lived in. And this is what it all do seems here. so fake. Yeah. Wherever he went to places, it was real and it was it was dope. Because he'd go and actually talk to people. He'd get interesting stories. He'd do cool stuff, but not like hokey stuff that you can tell was obviously set up by some studio. You know, uh, he was a dude? big advocate for street food. It's yes, just like he not was. like I'm not going like I mean, he came from uh, how like a very respectable New York City restaurant, French mm -hmm. restaurant. That's where he came from. But like he was like, you need to go experience what the people actually eat. Mm-hmm. No, not a lot of people can afford these big fancy restaurants and these giant hotels. Yeah, like this is what people are eating on the street, and that's the quickest way to understand people is through the food, what they're eating mm -hmm. and what they're serving to you, because it's going to be different no matter where you go. And one like I said, one of my favorite, one of my favorite clips, and I say one of my favorite, but a lot of people have really, you know, have, a lot of people love this one. Mm. It's when he uh, met President Obama. Yeah. And the, the two of them, like you just sharing expect, a beer. He's like, hey, how often do you get yeah. to do this? Well, I don't. They have a six dollar <laughs> meal. Yeah. You know, he doesn't take like, him to a big fancy restaurant. He no. takes him and they're literally sitting on plastic chairs and yeah. a and a dingy little space that seats maybe, you know, 10, 15 like, people. Mm -hmm. And they have a meal. And yeah, that that's was, that that's dope. and it's a great meal. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes is of Parts Unknown is the Thailand episode and where he just goes out and they're He's eating talking to the transgender uh, uh the, the lady boy yeah kisses yeah, him on the yeah. face and then he he's eating soup of literal blood like yeah. just eating blood basically and like it's nothing and, just, and just you know but it's like you get that kind of gross out but they also you're drinking he's drinking his face off and it's just it's the way it's edited the way it's shot and the way his respect for cinematography his respect for story his respect for mm. these people that he's exploring not just in a like oh hey hey i'm visiting your country this is what you got like yeah, no dude he felt at home he made you feel at home right it was a level of empathy that i think is is going to be missed by by me personally by a legion of people and like i said i i I haven't felt this way since like David Bowie died. It's like I really think the world needed somebody like that. Oh, and the well, fact well, that they're not there it, anymore is 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 really kind well, of don't a think of it as a sad thing. Fun. In those in, the, is, in these though. situations, it's especially because no, it's sad. But I like depressed. to remember like the good things. Were you a parts unknown guy? Were you a no reservations guy? Were you? A I was more guy? of a parts unknown guy. I got like I said, I got there a little late, so I I kind of right. discovered him late. But like I was, his a, I was a no reservations guy. Yeah, it's kind of the same show. I guess it's it's the same production company. It's the same. He also did like the layover, which was a really cool idea because he would go to places like any random city across the world and show you things that you can do while there while you're on a layover mm. so if you only have like two hours to spend in in seoul 
Yeah. What the hell can you do in two hours? Do, well, right. he's going to show you as much as you can do. And he'd go to like three restaurants and like two parks and yep. like find an exhibit and stuff all within that like two hours. Like if you have a half hour, he's finding like quick meals. But it's he's just going like quick places. That's and the whole he, thing, it, it was clever. You know? He knew like it's, some people are just so cool. They just know things mm-hmm. without really having to do. I mean, he, I'm sure he did his research, but like. Some people you just go to advice like I don't know if you've experienced this before, but I bet you know how to get out of it. Let me let me talk to you and let me see if you can talk I felt me through it. So that's the that. type of guy he was. Where it's yeah. just like you've obviously lived your life. He's had his experiences with with drugs, with you know doing this, you know living his life. He's lived a full life, but it's just like you have the answers, even if you wouldn't admit you did. You know what I mean? People want to hear what you have to say about a situation, and there's not a lot of people that people strangers go to for that reason. Yeah. So uh, so hold on, I got I got to ask then. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode uh, of Parts Unknown is probably the Thailand episode. I like uh, where he goes to Copenhagen and talks to uh, the chef of Nibu. Nice. That's What's the one where the, you ate the, the sea urchin? It's, it's what the greatest restaurant in the world. He's like, I'm here for this this one man. He changed culinary. Uh, like that. Yeah, I like the, uh, the, that was when the, he the Congo the one, too. That wrote, um, the Elbui. Yes, so I there's that there. I mean, all, and I like the one where he comes to Massachusetts. He talks about the opioid epidemic, and it talks mm-hmm. about him buying his first bag of drugs and his, his experience with that. And you understand more about him. Um, he brings himself into every episode, and that's the thing. It's just it's it's such a sad situation, and it was news. It's like one of those things. Like why you just don't expect that guy not to be there. Yeah. Even though you don't know him, you experience him through this very limited thing of like TV or books like that. He was very open about like his, his issues with uh, with drugs over the years, but also with mental illness. And I think he'd been clean for a while, but I think yeah, it was yeah, the I think he was clean. That, I think he was just him, a depressed guy. Uh, you just never end. know what he's going through. So it's just it's one of those things. It's it's you. you I woke up and heard it. And I was like well, that. Just that hurts a lot for some reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I get why. So but, much love so. given to him on Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's a guy had a lot of disdain for a lot of things, but he's yeah, and it comes from a place where it's like, uh, he well, just like but he, he made he made it entertaining, dude. I love he when was, uh, yeah. he my one one of my one of one, one of my favorites, not my favorite. I'll talk about that before we like close real quick. But one of my favorites is the episode. He's in France, and he stayed in the hotel room that uh, Gauguin spent a lot of his time mm-hmm. in because he felt inspired, and he made a lot of his uh, most famous works there. And he spends half the episode talking about how Gauguin was a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you just, was, yeah, had that thing. I, I heard, <laughs> it's like, oh, this famous artist, you're, you're being inspired by the same. He's like, no, nah, he was a dick. Yeah, I, like, Questlove like, has this great remembrance too because he's like, he's like, yeah, I need you to bring me out to music and whenever what do you want on Kimmel. Like something has some oomph to it and uh, Questlove would always do Billy Joel because he hated Billy Joel. And he's like, you son of a bitch. You know, every time he's like, yeah, you know, I hate Billy Joel. I hate Ellen John. I hate all that classic rock crap. He's uh, like, so he would do it to him just to, you know, needle him a little bit. But yeah. uh, that was a relationship he had with a lot of uh, people. And it was, he was he inspired so many people. And I, uh, being in the industry, I've talked with a, a bunch of chef friends and they're like, he's actually the reason I got into cooking. Really? It's not because, you know, these fake uh, celebrity chef things, which a lot of people laugh at. Like I said, he spoke the language. He did it honestly. Like he represented um, the best of cooks and 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 the, what the restaurant industry and that subculture and that kind of that gang um, has to offer, and he really was um, the 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 you know the genuine article. Absolutely. So yeah, I I, I will miss him. Uh, rest in peace, my rest friend. Peace. Uh, at sixty one years old. Sixty one. I didn't know he was hurting, and that that's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you uh, to go out on a slightly lighter note. My favorite episode of all time. It's him in Gambia, 
and the episode starts off yeah, with him. Yeah, he's on a he's on a he's on a, he's he's out uh, uh, like fishing uh, with this with this guy who's like supports his whole family on this fishing boat, and it's just the uh, on the most beautiful waters you'll ever see, clear blue. You see straight to the bottom, and the wide view of just like beaches and open ocean and there's sunsets and everything's amazing and it's awesome he's talking about how much he loves the experience and he's happy to been out with this guy and the next day uh now we're going to a different part of the country where he spent the entire day um with one of the few remaining pygmy tribes uh on the planet and they take him out for just a full day of experiencing life like he experiences he experiences and his inn is a guy in our, a um an anthropologist who uh, has been um, welcomed into the tribe, is married to one of the women, etc., and lives his whole life like this. What do they do? Well, they take him out on the hunt. It starts off very early where uh, they're looking for breakfast. Uh, so they spend several hours just like trudging him through like uh, 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 forests and open fields until they find an ostrich nest, and they take one of the ostrich eggs. And then they get back, and they plan to make omelets for breakfast. How do they make omelets? Well, it's Africa. It's so hot that they break this they break this egg open on, on a, a on a big rock yeah. and just wait <laughs> for the sun to cook it. Not only that, but you got to get the whole thing done on both sides, and they can't flip it. They got no spatulas, so they cover it with dirt. So there's like heat coming from both sides. It's <laughs> and ridiculous. Then, yeah. and then after like an hour, just sitting there in the hot sun, they clear off some of the dirt, and supposedly it's like it's the egg is uh, solidified enough that they can eat it. So they give him as the audit guest the first piece, and he's just like picking bits of rock and rock dirt, and dirt out, out of this egg. egg that's been cooked on a on a filthy rock, and he eats it. And he has to be gracious because he's their guest, and this is a big honor. And then they continue on as they tell stories and then they continue on about their day and then it's lunchtime they have to hunt their lunch they spend the whole time taking him with them the whole time hunting a wild boar they finally catch it they spear it they kill it and then they cook it right there out in the open field ain't no one washing this thing ain't no one like shaving it down or like peeling off fur they just cook it and then um they give him the uh the <laughs> the most <laughs> the most treasured part of the uh, of the daily kill for lunch because he's their honored guest. The testicle? No. No. The, the heart? No. The rectum. The, ah, the, the butthole. Yeah. Is the most honored because it's the tender flesh. Hole. Yep, and not not like the behind with like flesh. The actual sphincter. The lining. Um, yes. <laughs> and again, they're in the middle of a field. No one washed this. Nothing. No, there's no stream where they even gave it a quick rinse. Nope. You are honored guest. Enjoy. And he's just there, just, just, yeah. and then the, his narration, he's talking about how this is the worst show he's ever done, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at home, <coughs> laughing my ass off. Yeah, because that's <laughs> part of his thing, because that's, he's like, you can't <coughs> deny the food, it's like, if you, you do it, it's an insult, yeah. it's like you people will open up mm -hmm. if you accept the thing and so, so it's yeah and I'm he might have been dying. a curmudgeon i love the guy yeah really if you might have been a curmudgeon but he would never disrespect somebody mm -hmm. by denying something that they offered him because it is an honor yeah, to share a meal with them and that's it was an thing. honor so, to witness his work it was an honor to just exist in yeah. a world where anthony bourdain could present you the shows that he did right and uh it's cool as hell man so yeah um all i got to say about that anthony bourdain rest in peace sir all right, so this has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to remind you all, catch us every Monday nights right here on WMFRadio.com, or you can also see us 
on twitch.tv slash the geek down here um also you can go to geek-down.com and actually see all our posts and in the about section you can get all the links to our social media we're on soundcloud we're on facebook twitter itunes you can find us all over the sucker contact us at geekdownradio at gmail.com if you have any questions comments you just heard something tonight you want to chime in on let us know and we'll catch you all next monday night same bat time same bat channel but until then be excellent to each other peace hello musicians if you want a rehearsal space in boston cambridge ulston or brighton check out the sound museum our premier community of musicians is growing every day we will not be undersold for info contact soundmuseum.net or call 617-775-4009 again that's soundmuseum.net or call 617-775-4009 at the sound museum you play as loud as you want